Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is how can I maximize office expenses and employee benefits? And as we come and talk about the past couple of weeks, this is really part of a bigger series that we did that is part of our ultimate guide to maximizing business deductions. So I highly recommend that you check that out. Is there some pre-episodes that we did and pre-articles that we did that talk about this whole idea of pre-tax versus after-tax spending and, and how to actually maximize deductions in your business? And I think I want to be very clear about this concept. And again, you can check back on previous episodes to learn more about that. But when we talk about maximizing deductions, we're not talking about buying things that you don't need to get a business deduction. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is kind of a mindset shift. We're saying, how can we look at spending that we're already doing, find a business purpose for it, and turn it from after-tax spending into pre-tax spending? So over the course of this, different podcast episodes, and especially the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about some examples of key expense categories and and kind of what is a, an acceptable expense, what qualifies, ordinary and necessary, and those types of things. So again, check out those previous episodes first uh, or, or in addition, because we're going to talk about some details there. But today, we're going to drill down into specifically office expenses, as well as uh, employee benefits. If you're interested in our ultimate guide to maximizing business deductions, which includes what we talk about today, along with many other topics, go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash deductions. Again, that's taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash deductions. All right, so let's kick off today's episode. We're deep diving into office expenses and employee benefits. Let's start off very broad. You know, what is an office expense? And essentially, office expenses are the cost of consumable office supplies, technology, things like that. If that office expense is over a certain amount, you may have to capitalize it and depreciate it. So think of things like maybe a computer, maybe some some high-end stuff that's over a certain dollar amount, and you might look at capitalizing and depreciating. But some examples of what an office expense would be would be, you know, paper pads, pencils, things like that, technology items. So uh, that can be very broad. We could be talking about computers, cameras, drones, all different things. So technology items as long as well as the accessories. If you have a cell phone, you might have a cell phone case. If you have a computer, you might have a computer bag or a camera case, all sorts of different things. Supplies for any equipment that you have. So think of cash registers, copiers, printers, things like that. Books that you might have bought that were related to the business. So if you're, you know, if you're in the business of being a law firm, you might look into purchasing books about law firms, about management, anything that's related to you that can help the business, obviously would be a valid business expense. Any kind of supplies around that, again, cameras, drones, also included off expense would be like internet hosting and services. Postage could be wrapped up into this area. Uh, when we look at accessories, we talk about headphones, microphones, software and online services, as well as like video equipment. So again, Office expense are going to be consumable office supplies, technology, things like that that are uh, important to operate and run your business. And again, check out our, our episode we did about capitalization policy. But typically we say put a capitalization policy in place. And what that means is that if you spend 
over $2,500 on one item, we're going to capitalize it and depreciate it. And it's not just going to be an expense item. If it's under $2,500, that's where we're going to expense it uh, and, and put it on the income statement. So check out the episode we talked about capitalization policy and things like that. So now we know kind of what is an office expense. Let's talk about some planning opportunities. You know, again, when we look at maximizing deductions, this planning opportunities is, is where we really want to dig into it. Of course, we know the obvious things that we can deduct, but there is some details that we can look at. Can we find more opportunities to take advantage of what's available? So the first one I want to talk about is technology write-offs. Now, this is something that's often really kind of overlooked. or We see business owners overlook a lot. So you know, just think of it. When you're buying electronics, think about what you are buying and if it would be a viable business deduction. Remember, if we can find a business purpose for it, it's ordinary and necessary in our business. We have that business purpose. We have support to back that up. That can be a business expense. So things in the technology space that we see people oftentimes just kind of miss out on our computers, tablets, phones, and accessories, microphones, cameras, drones, projectors, things like that. So again, think about when you're spending, you know, is there a business purpose for us? So let's make sure we're running that through the business. So we're getting a tax deduction for it. Another one is subscriptions and memberships. You know, is there a business portion that we could find to these subscriptions or memberships, or at least a portion of that expense is business related? So think of things like Costco. You know, if you have a Costco membership, are you using that for the business? If it's 100% for the business, make sure we're taking it in the business, that membership cost. If it's a portion, make sure we're at least using the accountable plan to reimburse ourselves for the business use of it. So look at subscriptions and memberships and, and, and start to be thinking about the business purpose often of those. So again, examples could be Costco, Sam's Club, Amazon Prime, newspapers, magazines that might have that business purpose as well. You know, the second piece of what we want to talk about today is employee benefits. So, you know, what is, let's start from the high level, what is an employee benefit expense? And essentially, contributions to employee benefit programs, including education, recreation, health, welfare, those types of things, are a business deduction. Amounts paid by the business as employer contributions, the employer contributions, pension, profit sharing, annuity plans, et cetera, for your employees are deductible. So some examples of employee benefits would be contributions to a solo 401k, a SEP IRA, a 401k. Again, these are employer contributions. So as the employer, contributions you're making into these retirement accounts, you know, a health reimbursement plan, HRA, a health savings plan, an HSA, you know, pension plans. Those are kind of all items that would factor into this as well as the plan design and implementation. So if you're looking to implement a retirement plan, and we've talked about with Matt Ruttenberg a couple episodes or a couple months back about options available there, you know the plan design and implementation costs are also valid business deductions for that plan that you're offering your employees. So when we look at employee benefit expenses, of course, this kind of all makes sense, but let's look at some of the planning opportunities. Where is there ways that we can start to dig deeper a little bit and look past that just initial thing that you always see and think a little bit deeper on how we can take advantage of this as a business owner. The first one we want to talk about is de minimis fringe benefits. Basically, you get a deduction and it's tax-free to the recipient for the cost of giving you or your employees de minimis benefits. And de minimis basically just means small, small and not frequent. 
So the dollar amount that we typically say with de minimis is say roughly $70 or less. So if you give your employees a de minimis item, it's small, $70 or less, and not frequent, maybe once a year or less than that, that can be counted as a de minimis fringe benefit. So let's look at some examples because I think a lot of times, and again, with the de minimis fringe benefit, you get a tax deduction as the business and it's tax free to the recipient. So let's go through some examples of what could potentially qualify as this. You could be looking at a holiday or a birthday gift. The IRS talks a lot about flowers, fruit, or, or similar items like that that are provided under special circumstances. You know, as an example, you might have someone with an illness, a family crisis, or even the opposite, outstanding performance or a big client that landed and you give them a flowers or fruit or similar items like that. That's going to be a diminished fringe benefit. Basically, you get a business deduction and it's not taxable income to them. Now, I want to be very clear here. There are some things that are not included and non-taxable to the recipient. Could still be a business deduction, but it's going to be taxable on the, to the recipient. Would be cash, cash equivalents, gift cards, things like that. So if you say, well, I'm going to give a de minimis gift card for $50 to a restaurant, that actually would be taxable to the recipient. But if you take a $50 flower arrangement and, and give it to them for a special event, that would be a business deduction not taxable to them. Now, the other thing that we talk about as a planning opportunity, we're talking about employee benefits, is this idea of employee entertainment. And the IRS flat out says expenses for recreational, social, or similar activities, including facilities, primarily for the benefit of employees, qualify for the 100% deduction. So this is entertainment. Now, if if you know, we're going to be talking about meals next week, but meals traditionally or entertainment traditionally is no longer deductible at all. But here's this carve out expenses for recreational similar activities, primarily for the benefit of employees, qualify for a 100% deduction. So a few caveats to this that we want to be making sure that we're thinking about. It must be primarily so that that's a keyword. The IRS is primarily, which means 50% or more for the benefits of employees other than what they call a tainted group. And basically, a tainted group includes highly compensated employees, the owners, family members, or, or relatives of them. So let's say you have 10 employees and seven of them are family members or owners of the company. They, w- they would be disqualified and then you wouldn't be primarily. But let's say you had 10 employees and two of those employees are the owners. Well, 80% still of the employees that are attending this event would be not part of that tainted group. And that would be primarily for the benefit of employees. So some examples of this. And again, this is a great opportunity because entertainment traditionally is not deductible, but here is a way that we can make it deductible. But now one thing we need to make sure is that this is not something that is happening frequently. So some examples would be holiday parties, annual picnics, summer outings, things like that. Now, if you had a swimming pool, bowling alley, golf course, things like that, that was readily available primarily for your employees, that would also qualify in this area. So again, two major planning opportunities when we talk about employee benefits is this de minimis fringe benefit and some of those small and infrequent expenses that you can gifts you can do for your employees would not be taxable to them. You get a business deduction for it. And then this opportunity to take advantage of employee entertainment. Now, I do want to make kind of one note around this idea of employee benefits. You know, payments to a health club or a gym membership for your employees would be a taxable fringe benefit. So a taxable 
fringe benefit for them. So this would still be deductible by the business, but you would need to include it in the W-2 or income of the employee. Now, of course, if you're paying for a personal gym membership, that's not going to be a deductible business expense. Now, we'll caveat this whole concept with one exception. If that membership to that gym or health club would, was a requirement for the specific job, then it would, of course, be tax deductible. So let's say you're a personal trainer. And in order to train your clients, you need to be a member of a gym. Well, that membership would then be deductible because it's required in order for you to kind of complete your job. So hopefully, I know we kind of talked about a lot of different items. Hopefully that was helpful. Again, this is just a nibble into some of the planning opportunities to help you maximize your deductions. I want to encourage you to check out our full series that we did on many different types of expense categories as well, as well as kind of the overarching idea, which I think is a great episode and article to listen to because it gives you this mindset shift of after-tax versus pre-tax, what qualifies as a business deduction. So if you want to check out our ultimate guide to business, maximizing business deductions and write-offs, go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash deductions. Now, I just want to kind of do a wrap-up of what did we talk about today? Again, we kind of started with office expenses. And again, we're talking about pads of paper, pencils, pens, technology-related items, supplies for equipment, accessories for that technology, books, uh, video equipment, software, online services. Those are all kind of what we're talking about when we talk about office expenses. And we often see so many people missing out on this idea of technology write-offs. You know, as we're buying, buying some of this technology, computers, tablets, phones, and accessories for their phones, microphones, cameras, drones, projectors, when we're buying this type of technology, we want to be thinking, is there a business purpose for this? Or at least a partial business purpose? If it's 100% business, let's run it through the business. If there's a partial business and partial personal use of this expense or cost that we're doing, let's add it to our accountable plan and get a partial deduction for it and make sure we're getting a business deduction for this spending that we're doing. And again, another plan opportunity is subscriptions or memberships. And the same concept goes there with this. You know, think of Costco, Sam's Club, Amazon Prime, those types of things. Then we talked about employee benefit expense. And, you know, some of the most common ones are employer contributions or matches to you know, retirement plans, solo 401k, set by rate 401k. It also includes payments for health reimburse, health reimbursement arrangement, HRA, health savings plans, pension plans, things like that, as well as the plan design and implementation costs of some of these benefits that you offer your employees. Those are tax deductible as well. When we look at some planning opportunities around employee benefits, we talked about de minimis fringe benefit and how you can get a deduction and it's also tax-free to the recipient for the cost of giving your employees de minimis fringe benefits. And de minimis basically just means that it's small. We say $70 or less, and it's not done frequently. So think of like birthday gifts, fruits, flowers, things like that for special occasions. And then we also talked about employee entertainment and how if you have entertainment for your employees, that's for the benefit primarily of 50% or more of your employees, that would count as 100% deduction where entertainment typically is not. Again, it must be primarily for the benefit of employees, and that cannot include people that are part of a tainted group. Tainted group is going to be your highly compensated employees, owners, or relatives of the owners. So just something to keep in mind there. Again, as we kind of say with all of this idea of maximizing deductions, don't get greedy. Always do what we call the sniff test on this. We say, you know, if you're sitting in front of an IRS agent trying to defend an expense that you have, would it sound legit? 
would it be something that the proof that you have, the documentation you have supported, would it sound legit to them? To always do the sniff test and say, does this make sense? And if it does, don't be afraid to take advantage of what's readily available to you as a business owner. That's what we're talking about here. Just make sure you don't get greedy and make sure you have the documentation to help support that deduction. Now, next week, we're going to continue to deep dive into a specific uh, expense account where we talk about meals and travel, which is one of my favorite topics. So definitely check that out. And again, if you haven't checked out our previous episodes, we talked about this overall arching concept of maximizing deductions, along with a bunch of different other categories. Check it out now. We have our ultimate guide to maximizing deductions and business write-offs, which you can find at taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash deductions. I want to thank you for listening to another episode, and I can't wait to dive even deeper into these specific categories next week we talk about travel and meals. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.